Boom! What up, ladies Booyah. and gents? Happy Tuesday! We got a guest coming, uh, coming to us all the way from across the pond in Africa. It is 1 a.m. over there, and yet he's still on the show. Let's find out what he's going to talk about today. Shut up and sit down. The Business Bros Podcast was created for you. Learn from the business professionals who come to share their stories. Find out what's working in business and social media, what's hot and what's not, straight from the mouths of successful entrepreneurs out there doing the real work. And now, welcome to another episode of Business Bro. <laughs> Bro call. Here we go. Fire time. Bro call. All right. Happy Tell Your Story Tuesday, everyone. You are not going to want to miss today's fire episode of the Business Bros Pod. We have a true rock star of a guest lined up today. Our guest is an award-winning professional, mission-driven entrepreneur, and like our audience, is a lifetime learner. Our guest is passionate about helping others and uses his experience and knowledge to help people go from idea to business, take ideas from concept to development, and take businesses from startup to scale up. As an authentic thought leader, our guest founded a company focused on encouraging powerful personal transformation to drive life fulfillment and offers business advice, career crafting, and transformational coaching for aspiring entrepreneurs. Since 2013, our guest has helped over eight hundred people in marketing business and entrepreneurship and earn the honor of being one of the top 100 most influential young africans joining us today all the way from mozambique the republic of mozambique we're so excited to have on the show someone who understands that knowledge is power and he's here to share it with all of us from sharing knowledge international welcome to the show julio maria Mohoro! Woohoo! Full <laughs> round of applause, even at one o'clock in the morning. What do you think about that, Julio? Yes, we keep rolling, man. Thanks very much for the introduction. Anyone listen from now on is going to go down the hills. <laughs> that's, right, that's right. That's how we roll. All right, man. Tell me a little bit oh, about no, how no. you. It's, go, it's, it's an upward tra trajectory from here. It's all up there. <laughs> always, always on the positive trajectory. Speaking of positive, how did you even get yeah. into this? I was reading some of your stuff and you didn't have the easiest start, right? You had some hiccups no. before you got started. Tell me about those hiccups. A lot of them. Lot of them. So um, I started my first business when I was still in university. Um, it was my last year. I was really thinking about, so what was I going to do with my life, right? I needed money to survive. I needed to pay rent and all of the good stuff. And alongside one of my best friends, we decided to create this professional training program. Um, so his background was in accounting. I was uh, just about to become a bachelor in agriculture engineering with a major in agribusiness with that insane love with education um, because my parents were both teachers. So I grew up really teaching and learning. And then we decided to have this professional training course. And I remember we did around 500 surveys to get a sense of what people were trying to like to learn. And I was super pumped down to teach marketing, but only five people out of 500 people were interested in marketing. My co-founder wanted to deliver courses on accounting and only like 10 people were doing that. And we were, I remember you know, we were sitting um, in his living room and we were like, so what we're going to do, no one cares about what we're going to teach. And I told him, you know what, we either put our egos aside and focus on our vision 
otherwise we won't be able to make it. And that was my first piece of insight around what does it really take for you to open and start a business, right? And I did that for around six months. But if anyone listen, if you have your own business, you realize if you don't have a mentor, a guide or a supporter, or a coach to help you going through all the different stages, you'll feel lost. And that was where I was going. Um, I had no ideas about mentors, business advisors, business coaches. So the next best thing for me was to get a job so that I could develop as a leader. And that's what I did. I joined up a Mozambican company called Idea Lab. They are doing an amazing work supporting entrepreneurs um, to innovate and start and grow their own business in Mozambique. And that's what I did. For two years, it was amazing. I learned a lot. And then I got invited to lead the launch and management of one of the top tiers business incubation programs here in Mozambique. I did that for two years and I was traveling the world. I became a role model in terms of what really means to become an incubation manager um, in Mozambique. I delivered trainings to Angola, to Sudan, basically rocking the house. And I remember this particular event after I did a speaking engagement. And someone from the audience came to me and said, like, Julie, you were so amazing. You were so intense. I hit so many breakthroughs. And I was like, I just showing up, dude. <laughs> I was feeling completely depleted. I, I'm not even joking. My routine would be wake up, go to work, come home, sleep, like on repeat. And one day I just woke up and I was like, you know what? This is not the life that I signed up for. This is not my life. I don't know how do I press reset, but this is not it. And they took me on a whole journey into like really understanding my purpose, reconnecting with that and really deciding how I want my legacy to look like. And from that place, that's where Sharing Knowledge International came to be. When it's not just about Mozambique, it's not just about Africa, it's about the entire world and really helping people to live the life that they know they should be living right now. That's on a nutshell. (laughs) Try to make the world a better place. So you were talking about these incubators. What what yeah. what exactly? And you said it was it was very inspiration, very inspirational for you. Very guiding, helped guide you in a direction. What yeah. what is it? What is the incubators that that you were talking about? Obviously, they're not. We're not like putting you know little babies in 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 little places, right? We're talking about <laughs> we're talking about businesses here. But what 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 were, what was that thing that really pulled you that you really learned from that that uh, program? Yeah, sure. So this was an initiative by the Dutch government to support entrepreneurship in Africa and the Middle East. They started in South Africa and they were looking to bring the program to Mozambique. To give everyone a context, before this program started, every single place that used to call themselves business incubators, they were just co-working space, meaning they would only be desks, access to Internet, but no specific content to help people go from idea to business. And for the longest time, as a young person, I will hear in university and really everywhere in the news that young people are the force to change the world. No, youth should go ahead and start their own business. No one is going to come and give you you a job. You have to create those jobs. But no one was teaching us, the youth, how to actually go ahead and do it. And they were super, I was super passionate about this business incubation program because it gave me the opportunity to be part of the solution, right? I was part of the problem my entire life, and now I got a chance to be part of the solution. So I was super pumped about all that. And I learned a lot. Yeah. What do you mean? What do you mean about part of the problem? What do you mean because by that? I used to be the young person who didn't have a job, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. When I started my own company, everyone was like, this will be fun because you don't have a job, but eventually you get a job in the government, right? Everyone will ask me that. Even when I joined a deal lab, um, I was the fifth employee uh, when I joined it. And like till last year, we were 
13 people working in the company and for the longest time people will come into me and say so aren't you done with playing with those like five four friends of yours when are you going <laughs> to actually get a job <laughs> right it was when only you're gonna get a real show. job yeah yes and get a life and be responsible and all that good stuff and it was only when they start seeing me in the and you know in the news in the newspaper in television every weekend um winning international awards that's when people started to realize so maybe he knows what he's doing just maybe <laughs> so so what kind of businesses are you helping people start like what what aspect of business there's so many different things everything from a startup yeah. to scaling up to the marketing aspect of it i mean you did a you did an interview you you did pre-interviews 500 different people to get started in, yeah. in at the beginning <laughs> five people said they needed help in marketing and that, that yeah. kind of goes to show you you know that in this whole business space, oftentimes people don't put emphasis on that number one thing in your business that you need to do, which is generate clients. Like you need customers. You don't have customers. You don't have a business. They focus all their attention yeah. on on building a lot of these systems or developing their logos or developing their products or whatever it is, and they fail to get a customer and then they're out of business. How did you yeah. convince eventually your your partners or your your colleagues? To move into that marketing space to help you know teach them to grow and scale yeah sure so i often say that when clients come to me they're looking for a quick fix right they just want the quick things that are going to get them to the next point and oftentimes i said you know what i can give you the quick fix and oftentimes i do give them but it's like if your car is broke and you take that take to try to fix it that's only going to last you to like the next station so you can proper have a look at it and solve the deep down issue and after i give them like quick fixes for like two times at least that's when they come back and say you know what Julio, i'm ready to do the work i always say that success is actually 20 percent external game and this is the strategy the timing and the target because if you have the right strategy all you have to do is implement it in the right time for the right people right and you will start getting results but if it was that easy i mean everyone will be in the best shape of their lives i mean who doesn't know in this day of age that if you want to gain muscle and lose fat or burn fat all you have to do is focus on three things right your sleep your exercising and your diet we mm -hmm. all know those things so what's mm -hmm. preventing us to actually get those results and on my business i was thinking so I have pretty good results, like 90% of my students, they end up actually achieving their goals. But what was going on with the other 10%? Are they broke? Like, are they not really following through? Most of them, they were. But I found out that in order for people to actually do the strategies from a place where they don't feel like a fraud, where they don't feel like imposter syndrome, is if you work in the other 80%. And that's their identity, their mindset, and their energy field. Ooh. Right? Mm. And I guess... The best way to explain that is that have a look in a MacBook, for instance, right? A MacBook has an identity, so the hardware and the software. The same way we got, right? We get our like our software and we got our bodies. And then if you just go ahead and buy a brand new MacBook, that will not do the work for you. You still need to install the programs that you want in order to do your work, right? Mm -hmm. And those programs are your mindset. It's literally how you operate according to the different goals that you want to achieve and of course, having your environment in consideration. But even if you have that, if you don't charge your laptop, that's not going to last forever, right? So you need to constantly <laughs> put in a power source to get you the energy to keep going. That's why I'm here, 1 a.m. in Mozambique, still showing up, right? It's because <laughs> yeah. I'm connected with my own uh, power source. So if you have those three things right, 
the strategy, the target, and the timing, it will come naturally to you. And I can actually do my work as an advisor to just give you the tips, but you will be able to make the shots yourself. I like that. I like that because, you know, that's the truth. The truth is that the process is simple. It's not easy to do, but but it is simple. We understand conceptually what we have to do. I have a business. Okay, cool. I have a product or a service. I need to sell it to a customer who needs that product or service. Conceptually, that's easy. Great. But putting these things into action, you know, when you, when you talk about, you know, that mindset is simply, you know, the apps and the programs on, on the MacBook, it's not as easy as going to the app store and clicking oftentimes. You know, there are a lot of people who struggle with the with the barrier of I'm not good enough, right? The, the imposter syndrome that you talked about. Uh, I, I know even to this day, as much as we've done uh, the broadcasting on the show, as much as we've done building the platform, I still always – I have the little guy syndrome. And it's funny because I'm taller than James, right, in real life. But I always carry around the little guy syndrome. I always look around and I always compare myself to the titans in a particular industry. And and I set that mindset in my own mind and it limits myself. I have to consciously tell myself, dude yep. – all they're doing is taking more steps than you. That's all. They're still people. You prick them, they bleed. You stand next to them, you're probably taller, right? Like that's the situation in reality. But in my mind, I put them on such a pedestal that oftentimes my steps could never reach the level that they want to reach. How are you helping younger entrepreneurs get past that imposter syndrome and get themselves in a position where they realize that the steps are something that they can actually take advantage of and put them in direction for success. Yeah, sure. So the number one thing with identity is that it isn't fixed, right? So we have this idea that the person that I am right now, it's the person that I'm going to be forever. But if you like stop and think about how you were 10 years ago, 10 months ago, and the person that you are right now, this is like completely different people right like you're not following the same people in social media you're not having the same conversations you are not having the same fears like you are a completely different person so instead of focusing on who you were in the past and who you are right now you should be focusing on the person that you can become in the future and starting to embody those characteristics a simple exercise is i often call them you know the Kal-El sort of like um mindset when if Kal-El pulls the glasses he becomes clark kent Mm-hmm. But then if you have like the Superman suits, he's all powerful and strong. So, and you know, you see actually kids doing that because if you offer a kid a blanket and they get really attached to it, all of a the sudden they're not afraid of the dark. All of a the sudden they can say by themselves, right? So you can use a ring, a bracelet, whatever you want. Just to make sure that whatever, you know, you're using that thing, you are embodying a new characteristic. I used to do that uh, for my public speaking. I, I, I had a ring, and every time I used the ring, I was able to speak in front of cameras without being shy, right? And if you do it enough, it will become an habit. It will become part of who you are. And like there's a ton of science basing that up. So that's sort of like the identity portion of the equation. And then you also have the mindset um, proportion. And basically, are your limiting or empowering beliefs? And you can go deep into this because you can work on this in a sort of like conscious level, subconscious level, or unconscious level, really. Um, But a great exercise is that you should write down, pick at least something that you know is stopping you from moving forward, right? I remember for me, it used to be that I couldn't have a perfect moment. I mean, it sounds something like small, but it will show up in my work in a sense that I could have the most beautiful training 
and the slightest inconvenience will happen i'll be like oh my god i'm dead <laughs> you know yeah yeah this wasn't useful and what i did was simple just i wrote down three examples that i knew i had a perfect moment it could be mm-hmm. a fine walk afternoon walk by the beach eating my ice cream and everything was perfect right it could be the time where i was in a business meeting and i nailed it right and every time i will find myself thinking oh my god i cannot have a perfect time i'll be like well that's not true because remember a b and c i had a perfect time mm-hmm. and if you do that exercise again and again and again eventually your mind will be oh okay i got it we can have a perfect time right we yeah. can have a perfect moment you know in a big shout out to uh, eric gilman part of our 5am club he's really uh put a lot of things uh or at least uh mentioned a lot of things that i've started to put into practice uh on my own level one of the things in the journaling has to do with almost what you're talking about here uh and i've and i've kind of removed it because i find myself not needing it as much right so i I've, i've removed yeah. the gratitude section not because i'm not grateful but because i tend to do that on my own on a daily basis and it's and it's doing what you're exactly talking about uh, lining yourself up with realizing that look man things good th- good things happen to you all the time right good things are 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 part of your average day don't focus your attention on some of these negative things and and i think Oftentimes what happens is like what you were saying when when a young entrepreneur when when 9 out of the 10 things go right but the one thing goes wrong they tend to yeah. focus right and focus is is a very powerful tool if you laser focus your attention on getting out of debt for example you target one debt and you pay it off and then you target the next one you're going to accelerate the rate that you get out of debt cuz you're targeted you're focused if you can cal- if you put things on your calendar your one thing that you want to get uh, done on a daily basis that puts you uh, closer to your goal you're getting closer every day cuz you're laser focused we all look at focus in that positive light but it can also negatively affect you if you're focusing your attention on those negative things in your day and the one out of the 10 things that went wrong you're going to yeah. cascade your mind to to just bring in more of that negativity so you know when when you talk to young people or or young entrepreneurs um they're going to lay out all their issues on the table they're going to lay out their entire <laughs> dreams for you and what you want to what yeah. what they want to accomplish uh, and i'm noticing when i talk to uh entrepreneurs that are getting started Oftentimes I have to bring them back into the narrow focus, right? Yes, you want to change the world and you want to achieve world peace and you want to, you know, do all these great things, but let's laser focus our attention on these one or two things that we need to get done here to get yourself started. Um and and I wonder when you talk to an entrepreneur at 25, they're so ambitious and they have so many goals and they have so many things they want to accomplish. When you talk to that same entrepreneur at, you know, 65, it's a different conversation. How are you helping people in different age portions in their life kind of realign themselves and and see that passion that they had when they first started up? Yeah, sure. So the fun thing that I found is that regardless of your age, if you're starting a business, you end up having like the youth young entrepreneur mindset. Right? Even though you might have 10 years of experience as a professional, when you're starting your own business, it's like you're having a baby. Mm-hmm. and actually bring me a parent who doesn't have the best interest for their kids right everyone really have all these hopes and wishes for their kids and then if you're trying to tell them you know what in this conditions the results that you're going to have are not going to be like that or you know it's important to start saving for your kids to college or travel or whatever but right now they're just a kid they need the basics right so it's kind of like making sure that people are connected with their long term vision 
and they see the possibility of that but while also making sure that they focus on what they have to do right now to get those results in the long term because you know if you can spend all day meditating visualizing your goals if you don't take action right now small steps to close the gap between where you want to be and where you are right now you're never going to get it and at first there are some resistance for people when they're like oh so I cannot go and just market myself to everyone. Should I just market myself to this niche? And I go like, yeah, for now, right? You can always go ahead and change. You can always go ahead and implement other things. But when you're starting, oh, starting um, fresh new, focus on what you can do right now mm-hmm. to support this customer right here, right now. And you build from that, right? And sort of like showing them all the benefits of doing that and the results that they're starting to gain, that's when people are, okay, so... I want to start small, you know, they sort of like break all of those things about you have to have a lot of money, uh, you have to have a college degree on a certain area to start a business or something like that. And they're more willing to start with what they have right here, right now. All right. Well, how, how about this? We live in an, in an era of instant gratification, right? If I want an yeah. answer, I Google it. I find it. If I want to learn how to do something or how to cook something, I just look up the recipe and there it is. I have everything I need at my fingertips. The problem with, with, that mentality is it doesn't work like that in the entrepreneurial space. We hear about those stories where, you know, somebody has a, a deal and, you know, they, they had this idea and one year later they're a multimillionaire, right? But that's not the normal. The normal is it takes a long time. It takes patience. It takes effort. But you're dealing with people who want the success tomorrow, right? I'm coming to you because I want more. I want you to help me increase my bottom line, but I want you to help me increase it yesterday, not, you know, here in the new future. When you tell me it's going to take a year or when I'm going to take, you know, you know, and I'm planning quarters in ahead, or do I have a three-year plan? Yeah, I have a three-year plan. In three years, I got to be a millionaire. What do you say to people who are coming out here and, and, and you know, trying to push the fast forward button on, on their on their dreams and, and their goals? Yeah, I often find myself going back to the baby example. I mean, you cannot ask a newborn baby to be speaking and running around and telling things. You have to allow things to grow. And, you know, I get it that we are so used with instant gratification. That's when I often tell them, you know what? Transformation actually happens twice. You know, the internal transformation, the moment when you decide, you know what? I'm actually going to start my own business. That's instant, right? It already happened. But guess what? It happened in your mind. If you want to have that experience that sense that feeling manifested here or materialized here in this really physical world that will take time and space now there are a few things that you can do in order to accelerate that but even like you can spend all day working like seven days a week 24 hours a day there will still be a limitation there will be this gap between your thought and that being realized in your life so when people sort of like start to re-understand that yeah you know what instant gratification doesn't work and they are willing to start having sort of like more happiness and gratification by the process that's when real magical starts to happen right it's like when you're starting to work out and if you're doing it for long enough you start realizing that you know what i actually enjoy working out so you show up in the gym not because you want just to have the body but because you actually feel good in the process, in the journey. And that's a huge shift because you start, you stop being a bag of meat looking for fulfillment and you realize that, you know what, I'm already fulfilled. So mm. it's a matter of me realizing where do I want to live my life to? You know, what things are really matter to me so that I'm going to show up and give my energy to those things and not the other way around. 
All right, well, let's let's kind of keep going on this fulfillment. I feel <laughs> fulfilled, right? Uh, and yeah. and I'm gonna take a, a different approach on this. Um, we have the easy button, quote unquote, right? We quote unquote have the easy button. It's called social media. Come on, Julio. All I gotta do is create a great commercial or create a great Facebook ad. I'm gonna throw it on Instagram. I'm throw it on Facebook, LinkedIn, and I'm gonna sell my way to the top. No big deal. Look at my video. It got you know ten thousand likes or it got you know thousand you know hearts or whatever. Uh, of course, that translate into business success, right? Sometimes, sometimes not. I oftentimes call those vanity metrics. I mean, you don't need 10,000 followers on Instagram to start to sell. You can start doing that with a thousand followers. Actually, you don't even need social media to have the results that you want. I mean, I guess I really, I would really appreciate if people start realizing that on social media, everyone has a curated life. I mean, no one goes even the Kardashians, they don't go like 24 hours with a camera on them and they don't share everything on camera. A lot of stuff happen without cameras. I remember one of my mentors used to say that um, people think that businesses are done on meeting rooms. That's not where business are done. That's when people get to know that business were already done. Businesses are happening in bars. Business are happening when people are having walks, when people are playing golf. That's when the deals are actually closed and the meeting is sort of like formalizing it. So yeah, don't be fooled by the things that you see in social media. It's easy to show up and sort of like portray an image of something that you were not. But if you take a step back, those people only get the 15 minutes of fame or sometimes even 50 seconds, right? Because you will start seeing that people will start saying, you know what, this is not like I bought a product, it's not that good, don't buy from that. That's why people are so scared of bad reviews on Yelp, right? Of bad comments on Instagram, on Facebook, because they show that you're not where you're saying you are. So instead mm -hmm. of focus on being this fake plastic thing, focus on actually delivering value and having social proof that you're actually making a difference in other people's life. Pay no attention to the man behind the curtain, the Wizard of Oz, right? That's what we're talking about here. I, mean, I, 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 like, yeah. how you, I like how you put that because it, it's absolutely true. I always compare social media to when I was growing up, a photo album, right? When I would look in a photo album as a kid, all you see is all the smiley faces, except if you look at James's <laughs> photo album, then you see all the crying faces because he never took a picture that he didn't smile as a kid, right? But, uh, but for the most part, right? Boom. Sorry, Ham. Sorry, yeah. Ham. It's all good. Jab, it's all good. Right? <laughs> Dude, <I almost> had. <laughs> but look here's the here, here's the the truth of the matter is it, it's like it's like a photo album there's nothing but smiles across the way all the shiny stuff all yeah. the fancy cars all the boats all the planes all that fancy stuff and it doesn't really translate or equate to the life that we're actually living i i i 100 agree with you yeah but but if you build it, they will come. That has been a saying for a long time, right? If you build it, they will come. So if I build a product or I build a following around a particular uh, a, a, a message, for example, if I, if I have a group of people that believe in the same type of message I do, that believe in the same type of uh, positive outlook, that believe in my product or service, isn't that good to have? Isn't that a great way to create a following for your particular uh, product or service? Not at all. I mean, take my own biz business as an example, right? When I started my first business, I was so keen into being a marketing teacher. Imagine how 
much I would have wasted if I went ahead and prepared the training materials, if I prepared the lessons, if I developed the tools to teach marketing. I mean, for the six months that I worked in that business, I never taught marketing. All I was teaching was basic HR management and sort of like how you can get your way into the interview. That's it. So if you start building and hoping they will come, that's the same thing of bending your knees and praying to rain because you already put you know the seeds in the bed in the land that's not going to happen right you have to look at the forecast you have to see how you know the land's going to work that's a little bit of my sort of like agricultural background showing up um but yeah building that will come doesn't work i mean it can work sometimes but would you rather stay on the end of you know of the end of the of the core that actually gets to lead the change or you do want to feel prey of whatever comes Right. Mm -hmm. So I often tell to my clients that let's say you want to have a bakery as your dream business. Right. You can start to validate your ideas by doing cupcakes. I mean, which bakery doesn't have like a lot of cupcakes and cakes in there. So instead of spending all that money, all that time, all that effort into building a wedding cake, build a cupcake. Right. A cupcake has every single layer that uh, a wedding cake will have. So you get a chance to test different things not only to see if the market will receive that, but also to see if you will love to do that. Mm. Because a lot of the times before we start a business, we have this idea of how we do how you know the life of an entrepreneur in that business will look like, and it's nothing like that, right? Like there is always a less glamorous side for this, what we are doing, right? We're showing up in camera. It seems that it's fun in games, but it's not all the time, right? We always have to do the sort of like dirty work to make our more pleasing work happen. So make sure that you uh, give yourself uh, the mental bandwidth and the permission to try. If you don't like it, it's fine. You didn't spend a lot of time, didn't spend a lot of time or, or a lot of money. You can go ahead and try something else instead of just going ham in your ideas, hoping that people will come and buy it. It doesn't happen most of the times. I love that. I love that. And it's funny because uh, I'm literally coaching, um, well, partnering with somebody right now to establish a brand. And that's this is one of the conversations that we've had. I was like, because, you know, there's a lot of ideas in this particular brand, a lot of things that you want to go. And I keep trying to wind them back down to, to focus our attention on exactly what you're talking about. Look, first, we got to even see if the market wants your product or yeah. service, right? Like if yeah. that does, if you do not, and it comes down to the first point I made, right? If if you do not have customers, you don't have a business. You have a great idea, and it might be fancy, but you do not have a business. <laughs> you need to have the customers in place. Um, yeah, and and thank you for taking all all my sarcastic uh, points and and turning <laughs> them on their head. I really appreciate that. But you know, and, and, and that's a, that's what I like to do on the show from from uh, every once in a while, right? I, I like to play the other side because. We think like that and, and we don't always realize when we're thinking those thoughts where they're actually going. We we see them as yeah. grand visions, right? We see them as, you know, the world needs to understand this particular product or service. They need to have this. I know this is a great solution. I know people will love this. And so you spend so much time and effort putting and building this yeah. beautiful house and you realize, crap, I put it in a spot that nobody wants to come to, right? And, and now you've wasted a lot of time and money. So, you know, Julio, thank you very much for coming on the program real quick before we before we head out here can you tell people how to get a hold of you and how to uh if they want to work with you yeah sure so you can find me on social media um yeah there's the link right there um at julio mohoro i'm in linkedin facebook instagram and twitter or you can find me um uh, via my 
LinkedIn company page, Sharing Knowledge International. I'd love to have a conversation with you out there. Perfect. Julio, thanks again for coming on the show. I know it is late out there. It is now two <laughs> in the morning and that's what a yeah. hustler does, ladies and gentlemen. Get that two <laughs> in the morning I mean, that's just how you roll. Thank you very much for taking time to come on the show. I really appreciate it. I really appreciate it, man. Thanks very much for having me. All right, ladies and gents, as always, make sure you guys hit that subscribe button. Follow us on any of our platforms at Insurance Bro, <laughs> Insurance Broham. That's James at Insurance Broham. <laughs> or follow us for Business Bros Pod at Business Bros Pod on any of our platforms. That's all we got for you guys today. Peace. Bye bye. And we're out. Thank you for listening to the Business Bros Podcast. Are you looking to get more clients or to increase your income? Hernan, the business bro, can help you generate referrals through the power of podcasting. And James, the insurance bro with Pipeline Insurance, can help you effectively add insurance to your existing business. If you are ready to create wealth today and generational wealth for tomorrow, email businessbros at csfirst.com to schedule a free consultation or join the Business Bros Network, www.businessbros.biz.